serving in pain a walk through the life of Abraham Genesis 20 2 to 3 what would you do if you were faced with the uncertainty of being killed for what you possess or believed but you found a viable clever way out would you take it? What, what is your price? What method do you use to count the cost? How far are you willing to go to see how far God is willing to go for you? When you go out on a limb, are you testing the love of God or the justice, righteousness of God? The Abraham in this Genesis chapter 20 story is not the newbie Abraham who God called out of a tent and said, look up and count. It was not the Abraham or the Abram negotiating with Lot for the lay of the land. This was the Abraham of the promise. The Abraham who dared to put a knife to his manliness to prove his commitment. When in those days, the covenant of blood was essentially a prick of the finger and a mingling of blood. How painful a sacrifice to now stand in this conundrum, this position of compromise with a deadly judgment from God hanging over the head of another. I keep telling people that TV soaps really don't have anything on the Bible, you know. This is a saga and a half. But permit me to rearrange the lens and the characters in the story because I'm curious to understand why God would take another man's sin to punish another man's indiscretion. And I want us to consider as we go along in, the, in this discourse that God is the star. With this, let's look at three brief things or three things briefly let's look at abraham's decision god's justice and the power of repentance abraham's decision was really made under duress for in those days there was no loss of honor if you conquered or enslaved the weaker man and took all that were his including his wife and wealth Without over-spiritualizing the story itself, we must understand that for the wicked one to overtake your house, he has to bind up the strong man. That's the scriptures. The trouble that many houses today have is that the strong man is either bound or absent. Many a woman is experiencing multiplied stress because the strong man remains bound. The strong man has abandoned his house or she has run out or chased out the strong man. Abraham's house was exposed because somewhere between the surrender, his surrender and Eve's lack of submission in accordance to the godly order, the serpent assumed the rule in the house. My brothers and sisters, I will not offer a position on Abraham's decision except to point out to our heads of home that it is our responsibility to act in wisdom toward protecting our family and in those wise actions to make godly decisions. 
Abraham acted in fear and forgot about the faith he first had when he heard the promise. He started to rationalize instead of seeking God and by himself come up with the best solution. Or so he thought. Today I say to you, my brothers and sisters, not so. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When you act in fear, you surrender your power to the powerless and miss the provision of the powerful. God's justice. Although it was set up, it, although it was a setup, the fact that Abimelech applied his mind to take Sarah, even though he had a house full of virgins, this moved God into action, not only to preserve the integrity of his salvation line, but also to address the depravity of Abimelech's heart that allowed him to feel comfortable with taking the wife of another. Remember that command, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Even though Exodus 20 and the experiences that led to that were many, many generations away, we see that the eternal principles of God weave their way evenly through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. We often look at the story of David, for example, and Bathsheba and Uriah, and mainly see God's punishment on David as primarily because of the murderous plot in which Uriah died and believe God essentially judged David for murder. But if you look closely, you will realize that God was addressing the brokenness that David created in that marriage and family bond through greed and lost because in Eden he made the living creatures male and female Adam and Eve male and female and commanded them to multiply if God made a promise to Abraham and Sarai and now the story is shifting where Abimelech go how did Abimelech get into the storyline God had to defend family in which he ultimately asked to save the creation could he have allowed Mary to be a single mother and effect his salvation plan? Probably. But being a God of order and justice, he had to set things straight. You can't sweep the presence out of God's hand and still expect to enjoy its fruits. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you reap. The power of repentance. Verse 16 of chapter 20 says uh, of, uh, of Psalm, you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. But please understand that remorse is not simply making a confession of sorrow that is repentance confession does not move god into action repentance does abimelech when he realized in his dream 
that he was cautioned restored the, the woman and acted wisely with Abraham's family, seeing to their safekeeping. Abraham also humbly received this rebuke and turned to God in prayer, seeking turned to God in prayer, asking him to release the king. There is much in this to flesh out, but I approach the text only to point out the provider and not the provision. Because we look at how smart Abraham was without realizing that another man almost lost his life. We look at how he got his wife back and could have missed that every generation of that king's family would have been cut off from the earth because God had caused his wives to be barren. And this is what happens with us, that we can become callous towards those who offend us. We can become hardened and brutal. We can pray terrible and horrible judgmental prayers for them without realizing they have a soul that is in need of grace. The lessons are difficult ones to put to ourselves. And I can almost already hear the feedback easier said than done brother and i agree but the difficulty of it is not a verdict on our responsibility to fulfill our calling as believers to walk uprightly wisely godly and humbly to respond with grace to our offenders and accusers rather than in stubbornness harboring hurt and anger and if all other encouragements are weightless, remember the star. It is not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We don't get to choose who God forgives. We get to respond in the same grace we received. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as wool. Mighty God, we thank you that you do not see as we see, but you have the wider, broader, panoramic view. That view that you have laid out to save the people of the earth. Help us to see our lives, our struggles, our pain, our accusers, our offenders through your eyes. And when we are tempted to act in anger or even to act in fear, help us to trust you to lean on you. Increase our faith the more and help us to turn to you. Sometimes we do not have the strength, but help us to walk in obedience. Sometimes we do not even believe, but help us to walk in obedience. Sometimes, great God, we are unwilling, hallelujah, but help us 
to walk in obedience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.